0: What's going on, Trophy Kids? It is the college football episode. We've got a good one here. We're breaking down some of the big games, giving out some picks towards the end. It's a good one. You're not going to want to miss this. And welcome to Trophy Kids, presented by Bad News Media. It is September 30th. We are back for the college football show. How are you doing today? Good, sir. doing well. I'm doing well. What about your night? Oh, not too bad. We've got a... The fall chill has now turned into actual cold chill in Cincinnati, which is nice. I mean, the city's a buzz. We got a nice whiteout game today, like we're Penn State College Station here in Cincinnati. Um, okay. We got a decent slate of college football games. Not too bad. This past weekend, not not the best weekend of college football uh, in recent memory, no. but some some decent games sprinkled in there from from time to time.
1: Yeah, not the best for me and and the the fans of the green and white. But I guess like um we can look at it now. The season is over, so there's no expectations now.
0: That it is. That it is. Yeah, Tech, so, Tuck is not coming this season. Maybe next season, but not not this season.
1: Yeah, to say the not least. this season. And I'm cool. And we're still getting good recruits, so that's, that's always a good sign.
0: Yep. Messaging is key, so, getting, getting the pipeline going is key. Um, exactly. Got to keep this uh, propaganda machine rolling. <laughs> absolutely. I will say this weekend was good because it was. I kept it completely sober, looked at as many football games as I possibly could. Sober mind. We got to get back into it because the gambling, it hasn't been the best. I, I'll, I'll own that to the fans. I have not been the best in that aspect, but we got a lot of football games under our belt. We got a lot of research under our belt this past weekend. And we had some good yeah. and some bad. There were some picks out there that we didn't, we gave out, but we didn't, we didn't necessarily take ourselves on our cards. Like Penn State, we called that from a mile away. Yeah.
1: I, I don't know who put that line down for the over and under, but I knew Penn State was going to uh, come. I, I think at one point they were losing. Yeah.
0: Oh, it, yeah. it was, it was a tight <laughs> game to say the least. And we yeah. did the same thing with Northwestern, they, too. They pulled away at the end. Yeah. Penn uh, State pulled
1: away. Pulled away at the I, I told everyone Northwestern though that to have to have Northwestern favored in that game was silly um and I, I hope someone did make a little money off of that.
0: Absolutely. We both uh, we both yeah. were like, this line stinks to high heaven. Northwestern yeah. should never be favored over a team. Um, and I think that brings us to a good point and a good starting point because I texted you almost immediately into this game on Saturday, the Maryland-Michigan game. I was like, this bet's lost. I immediately – Yes. I said it to you almost immediately. Like, <laughs> oh, Michigan's losing this bet. Like, I took Michigan purely off the fact that I didn't trust Maryland – and man, did Maryland show me wrong? Because I, I literally, I think I texted you within the first minute of that game. I was like, I just lost that bet. <laughs>
1: that defense, and we kind of talked about it here that we didn't know if Michigan's defense was as good as it was. Yes. Now we know for a fact that it, it is not. They got some work to do,
0: and I think this they're, is a good
1: soft in the middle.
0: Yeah, soft in the middle, and this is a good point to bring up too when we talk about these teams because we're going to talk about Michigan here. We're going to talk about Alabama. We talk. I talk about from the perspective of how the market is viewing them, how how mm-hmm. the public is perceiving them. It's not to necessarily say they're a bad football team, nah. but when we talk about them, we're talking about what the market's deeming them from a spread perspective, where they're evaluated from a, pr- a perspective in that sense. And and that was the concern with Michigan. I mean, I think you can take away two things from that Michigan game, and I think that brings us to the Michigan Iowa game, which is probably one of the first games we'll talk about here. The noon slot that that's a ten and a half point uh, line right now Michigan is favored over under 41 and a half you know Michigan came into that Maryland game 17 point dog and we are 7.17 17 point favorite and there were Mm -hmm. concerns defensively and I think those concerns were exposed Um, now that's not to say that they don't have time to clean it up because they certainly can clean up some things Um, I think positives offensively they looked pretty good Um, I had some concerns about their physicality I concerns about how JJ would step up but I think it's You know, We talked about how it it sucks that Cade got injured, but it's great Mm -hmm. from the starting perspective because now J.J. gets all the reps in practice. He's going to get a lot of game experience, and they have a team that doesn't look like they're going to turn over the ball. They're playing well within the system. The offense looks very capable. Defensively, though, is where our questions lied, and Mm -hmm. I think our questions are still there, and this is the problem with playing a week's schedule to start off the bat is you don't really know what you have, and you play a Maryland team that... Could stretch you like in Ohio State's gonna do later in the year. They're your best exactly. benchmark and measuring stick for that. And there are growth. There's a lot of things on film that Michigan can go back and say, okay, this is where we need to improve. Middle of the field, soft defense there. Defensive oh. line. I'd like to see some of those defense alignment memorize to memory some moves that they can just commit without even thinking about it because the pressure just it wasn't consistent. I didn't like to see the push I was seeing up front. So there are things to work on here. But this is a great measuring stick for here's where we are and here's where we need to be when we play Ohio State later in the year. And they yep. can improve, but the concerns were valid for losing eight guys. It's tough to replace eight guys in a season.
1: Yeah, um, they allowed way too many rushing yards from now uh, uh, tackle of a Tagovailoa was playing lights out, but he was able to get some of that stuff done because the rushing game was there for uh, Maryland. Now, um, not to flip back to Michigan State, but we don't know. He did get injured halfway through the second half of that game. So we don't know if he'll be playing this um, this week, but that's kind of when Michigan, like, saw their chance they smell blood in the water right and they saw their chance to pull away if i i truly believe it talia is his name right yeah if, if he doesn't get hurt, hurt. yeah maybe too <laughs> if he doesn't get hurt i truly believe maryland may have walked out of there with a win they
0: they could have I, I don't know if they necessarily get the win but they're they're definitely there and they played them very close which was our we the concern was ken maryland step up in class because the last couple of years uh-huh. we've talked about them i've taking the bait that this is a very good team. But whenever they step up in class, comparative to their level in the market, they get, they get beat down, but they put up a very good fight. And I, I think that that was the thing that we, I mean, they were three for three and fourth down conversions. Yeah. Oh, fourth down conversions, they were getting, uh, three I can't believe they couldn't down.
1: stop those uh, third down conversions, And even that, those two fourth down
0: conversions, Michigan was like lost. Yeah. And they, they yeah. averaged 5.4 <laughs> part four yards per play. Um, So it was a good showing for them. And this was the measuring stick for Michigan. Now, like I said, I, I definitely think there's room to grow here and there, there are ways to advance, but if this is the first, that was the first real test. It's the offense that you're probably going to play that can closely threaten you. Like Ohio state's going to do, because if we're being honest, Michigan's expectations are playoffs and to beat Ohio state right now, that does not look feasible, but also Michigan has a a target on their,
1: target on their back and I hope that they noticed. from take it all my Michigan fans out there take it from a, a Spartan fan in basketball when Michigan State has a, a lofty number and we become a target for everybody and they play their best basketball they've ever played Michigan is about to see the Big Ten's best football game from every opponent that they play
0: yeah and, and like I said offensively I don't have a lot of concerns right now I think that is on schedule I think that Once again, having a true number one starter right now who's going to get all the reps in practice that has a good balance on the run and pass side doesn't seem to to be a guy right now initially that's going to turn over the ball a ton. I'm not as concerned about that. The defense is the concern. They are getting a team, though, this week in Iowa... That they're going to be able to get right against. They're going to be able to start to implement some things. They got a lot of good things on film. I think that's the best part of that Maryland game. One, you got the win. That's the most important thing. Sure, you didn't cover the number. Sure, you didn't win me num- money, but you got the win. <laughs> you but got you, the win. You right? got a lot of things on tape to learn from and to adjust defensively and to better right. prepare because you don't have to match. You know, we talk about this with the Ohio State. You're not going to be able to beat them one on one man. But if you do play a bend, don't break style of. Of defense and you can manufacture pressure, then that game becomes much more realistic. It's a long season. Good standpoint, I think, to start off. And in this game against Iowa, I very much like Michigan. Iowa's yeah, I don't think Iowa can is going to put up points. Nothing. Yeah, as long yeah. as you don't turn over the ball here. Michigan, I'm betting them. They're on my card this week. Ten and a half. I am taking them. I'm rolling with them. I feel very confident about this. Um, and this is a spot for that defense to start building some character. Let's start to see if this defensive line can progress week to week. You know, they got their first challenge against that Maryland offensive line. Let's see what they can do against this Iowa offensive line. Can they start to get some, manufacture some pressure just naturally? Can these defensive yeah. linemen get a better push? I want to see week-to-week growth. Um, out of this team, but I like them in this spot. Ten and a half. I love Michigan here. They are on my card this week. I hope that
1: everybody is ready for some big 10 football on this Michigan-Iowa game because there will not be a lot of points scored here.
0: Oh, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yonder could be a bet there. You know, It could be. I don't know. 42 is still scary. It's low, but Um, I just have no faith in Iowa. Zero offensively.
1: I would be surprised. Like, if Iowa scored two touchdowns, I would count that as a win for Iowa.
0: Yeah, absolutely. If they put up 14. Yeah, if they can put up 14, that's a huge win for them. Um, Yeah. But this, like I said, this is a flop for Michigan. 14
1: offense, j- just offense. Yes. If they put up 14, like you said, two turnovers, that doesn't count.
0: Yes, yeah. It's a good week yeah. for the, the the Big Ten. There's some good teams out there. Minnesota, too. We talked about them last week, a team that's flying under the radar. There are so many teams that I had flying under the radar that are now not. This is the this is the challenge yeah. with, with betting football because teams eventually come up and they, they start to lose value. Like that Minnesota-Purdue line, I'm not going to spend a ton of time on it. It's 12 and a half. I don't love that line anymore, but Minnesota's a team flying under the radar. They do they play good team defense, a cohesive unit defensively, and then offensively, they have a great running game and they have a quarterback in Morgan who you don't he doesn't go out there and throw the ball 30 times. But when you do call yeah. him to throw the ball, he makes the right read, he makes the right decision with the ball right now. He looks good. This team is flying well under the radar and I think is very capable of winning the uh, Big 10 West this year.
1: Yeah, my only uh, caution against Minnesota is they played a a very weak Spartan team last week, um, and the numbers may be a little inflated when they go against better competition. That that better competition is not in Indiana against Purdue, though. So I think everything that you just said is valid. Just I would – tamper or yeah. attempt some expectations as we go forward
0: that's why I'm not betting that number that number to me yeah. reads a little inflated they could well cover it I just don't see value in betting that number right now because that's yeah. a number that speaks to me that oh people are starting to realize Minnesota's a good football team mm-hmm. and this is it and they're starting to get a little bit more public money and I I don't like the 12 and a half number now yeah. let's talk about a big matchup a key matchup number seven Kentucky playing Old Miss they are the yes. underdogs here it's six and a half is the line over unders 53 and a half we have spoken about this team a couple of times I have concerns about this game and this team in Kentucky what is your initial read off the bat and then I'll kind of go in it from there
1: I know Ole Miss is the I...
0: there's no way Kentucky wins this game is my read it's gonna be it's gonna be very tough I have a lot of concerns for this Kentucky team, I think the biggest positive right now for them is they are getting back their bell cow running back in Chris Uh Rodriguez, I think it's his last name. That offense line is bad right now. It's been pushed around by lesser competition. It is in a rough spot. But getting Chris back is huge because he does... Average 4.1 yards after first contact, which is a great statistic. Here, this is a low scoring affair. Kentucky is one of the lowest teams in pace this season, too. Um, which the concern mostly comes from their ability if Old Miss, which that offense has not looked great, no. um, it's looked disconnected at times. The defense for Old Miss. Has been the one carrying them so far, but right now Kentucky is bottom five in pace, so plays per minute. They're ranked 127th right now. Um, they are they are going to need to rely on the run because Old Miss's defense plays um, a three-two-six defense, so they're much more prepared for the pass. So this could be a sluggish, slow-paced game. The total could be a spot to look at here. Um, you'll want to check weather and kind of see where that's at. But yeah, this is concerning for Kentucky, mostly because I just don't know what that offensive line is going to pre, pre, present because it has not looked good, and they don't have a guy. Wandell Robinson's not there this year. They don't have that kind of big play. All right, we need to rip off a chunk. Slay is really good. He's a local kid, but they just they don't have that that big kind of playability right now. And I have a lot of concerns about Kentucky. This I don't like the number at six and a half um, for Old Miss here because they haven't looked great, but this. This is a this is a tough spot for Kentucky. Yeah, I
1: think it's really tough for Kentucky too if Ole Miss goes out there and puts up two touchdowns on you early because Ole Miss likes to score early. Um, like you said, Kentucky is going to try to make Ole Miss play that slow game. But if Ole Miss decides not to, I, I don't I think Kentucky will find their themselves like buried too deep. I mean, Ole Miss is one of the few teams putting you know putting up 38 39 plus points right um and with that said can kentucky can kentucky's defense hold them to not to hold them down to like 30 so that kentucky then can turn around and score 30 but then that's not giving credit to old miss's defense which is you know, like you just said, like a stout defense. And if the running game doesn't develop for Kentucky and you got to go through the air, that's exactly what Ole Miss wants you to do.
0: Yeah, and there is there is some, and it's something that you have to to factor in to your kind of handicapping here. There is the idea that maybe Ole Miss has been holding some things back because, I mean, it's not hard to look at the schedule. There wasn't a ton up front for them competition-wise. Right. That offense right. may have not been implementing a full playbooks worth you know, saving some things for this Kentucky game, knowing that this is coming down the road, knowing that you're going to get this game at home. Um, you know, Dart could come out of his shell a little bit more and and really put on a performance. He's certainly capable of, of that. We haven't really seen that to this point from him, at least from my perspective. Um, so this game makes me nervous for Kentucky, and it, it solely relies on that offensive line. Luckily, they're not playing a defense in Mississippi that is great at creating organic pressure. Um, nah. And the run game should hopefully be pretty effective here. That is why the under at 53 and a half, maybe something to look at. I'm going to stay yeah. away from this game entirely, but it, it was worth a game highlighting on the schedule.
1: Again, that... like you said, they uh, the Ole Miss is not trying to create pressure. They want you to throw them the ball.
0: Yeah, they are, they are yeah. much more... Th- that's why they run. They're built to protect against the pass, which has been becoming more and more lethal in the SEC as they move mm-hmm. away more and more from that stingy run game that we were accustomed and grew up to mm-hmm. in the SEC. Now, a game that should provide some fireworks as, well, as long as weather is permitting, Wake Forest versus Florida State. It is a 3 o'clock game. The line is set at 6.5. Wake Forest is the underdog here. This is another team in Florida State that's been sneaking under the radar that has been playing very good football very quietly so far. This year over under 64 and a half. This game, it's the weather is what's really kind of pending here. Otherwise, this over could be a lot of fun. Um, what are you kind of feeling on this one? How do you kind of see this game breaking down?
1: Mm, This is the team chaos game of the week, right? This is where no matter what we say here. Something is going to happen that neither one of us can predict that your Vegas won't be able to predict. Something is going to just... I mean, look at that Clemson game. Look at that Liberty game. Like, look at the games Wake Forest has played where, like, everything... Very fluky games, right? And then even, I mean, Florida State played that game against Louisville, and it was similar, right? Similar style and that game against LSU. So I I don't know. I really can't break this game down other than like, it's go. It should be like you said, weather permitting should be very entertaining.
0: Yeah. I think the weather will be one to look out for by then. It it should have passed, but there could be some after effects, some rain that come into play here. Um, Jordan Travis for S S S F S U. My goodness. I apologize folks. Um, has been sneakily very good. He's been playing some high-quality football. And then you got Sam Hartman on the other side. Sam Hartman throws one of the best balls I have seen in college when he has a wide receiver one-on-one with a quarterback. His ball placement is absolutely fantastic. And we saw that in the Clemson game where they were really able to take advantage of a kind of weakened secondary, um, which Clemson will get some of those guys back this week. Um, But he was really able to take advantage of some of that one-on-one cover and just place the ball in just perfect situations. I really enjoy watching Sam Hartman play. I was a little surprised that this line came out at six and a half. Now we know Wake Forest's defensive inabilities, but Florida State is not the healthiest team defensively either. Two of their premier defensive linemen are on injury watch right now. There'll Mm -hmm. be game time decisions. Um, This is a game that that could provide a lot of entertainment, could be a lot of fun, weather permitting. But Florida State, one of those other teams similar to Minnesota, where people are sort of sleeping on them, now they're starting to pay attention because they put together a couple of really good games recently. Um, This is a team that, you know, the wheels are starting to turn there. If, If they can squeak out this one here... This Florida State team, the recruiting gets a little bit easier. You start to be able to sell a message a little bit better if you're Mike Nervell. Florida State's coming around. They're playing some good football, and Jordan Travis is having himself a day down there at Florida State.
1: We'll, we'll see. I don't I don't know who to pick it now. I mean, 23, 22, I think like the line's at 6 or 7, depending on where you're at. I, I think you should sit down on the couch and enjoy that game.
0: Yeah. Well, I may or may not have a player. We're gonna wait to put that on the card for Saturday. We'll have a couple picks here at the end of the at uh, the end of the podcast, but the full card will be coming out just because I'll be keeping things a little close due to weather. Let's talk about yep. your Michigan State Sparties in Maryland, a game that presents some not. interesting <laughs> points of view. Uh the line seven and a half, Maryland is the favorite here over under fifty nine and a half. Do you think yep. after watching what you saw Maryland do to Michigan? Tua, baby Tua is injured here. He's coming to the game, but it does look like he is going to play. Just a little banged up, though. Do you think the Spartans can put up a fight here against this Maryland team who is looking better than advertised so far through this season? Do I think that they can?
1: Ab- they, the answer to that question is absolutely. The better question is, will they? And that's where I don't know. I think there's a, a couple things happening here with Michigan State. One, the injuries are abysmal and i don't know if we need a new strength and conditioning coach i don't know if we need um some better nutrition i don't know what we need but the like every game you're seeing just massive injuries both to the o-line and the d-line now the d-line injuries are kind of you can kind of excuse them because they're playing the whole damn game so (laughs) yeah of course you're going to get a couple injuries The other thing I think that's happening with Michigan State is you had these expectations coming in at the beginning of the year. Now, we we all knew we didn't know what the defense would be, but we assumed that the offense would make up for some of the defense's shortcomings. And that's not happened. So now where does the like mind game come in for the Michigan State players? Have they given up on the season? If the fans have given up on the season, it's really easy for the uh, it's really easy for the team to give up for the season, give up for the season. I still think that there is an offensive spark that Peyton Thorne can still do something. I think it is up to Thorne, Coleman, and Reed to turn this thing around. And can they do it against Maryland? Absolutely. Will they do it against Maryland?
0: Probably not. <laughs> I guess that answers my question because I was about to follow that up and say, do you think it might be Noah Kim time? Do you think it might be, let's give the backup a little shot, because it seems when he gets implemented into games, there is a little bit of a spark to that offense. He does seem to push you, the ball a little bit more down the field. If you
1: lose against Maryland
0: in College Park,
1: I think you go ahead and bench Peyton.
0: That's fair. There's,
1: I think, I also think there's enough on tape for Peyton that it's not going to hurt his NFL prospects. If he, if there
0: are any, I would say he doesn't have any as of right now. Yeah, maybe I but... don't know what his eligibility looks like. He might be able to tra- put himself in the transfer portal. Transfer portal, reelect really yeah. his career. But, I, but yeah,
1: I think if you if you lose against Maryland, because you don't have anything to you don't have anything to lose, and you can get Kim real in game reps.
0: Yeah, in the times he's come in, I've I've seen it's a very small sample size, but it does appear that when he is injected into games, there is a little bit more of a spark because it does appear that he is a little bit more adept to just pushing the ball down the field a little bit more. He's willing to take a little yeah. bit of a deeper shot. And so, that now that is a very small sample size. The times he's gotten yeah. into the game, it's garbage time generally. So, you know. And take, that O-line is just... is It's tough. It's as porous as the D-line.
1: So... Yes. Also, Michigan State's inability for the last five years... So b- even before Mel, Te- Mel Tucker for the last five years, not to stop passes between five and nine yards I cannot it like makes me pull my hair out it, it is almost as bad as running the jet sweep all the time when you're yeah. running like what is it that you can, if a pass is between five and nine yards I know that Michigan State is going to leave somebody wide open.
0: Yeah, and it's been a it's a problem. We talked about it um, at the very beginning of the season that you know Mel Tucker made it his personal assignment to help try to coach up the secondary and to to try to get a little bit of push in this offense. This could be a really bad spot because we sh- we see especially in the Michigan game, and I would say that Michigan defense is better than Michigan State's. Yeah. That Michigan. Or Maryland was able to kind of push the ball on them. They were able to find the open holes in the Absolutely. zone. They are very capable. They are a very capable offense and strong from that matter. So um yeah, I would agree that this this could be a pretty ugly spot potentially.
1: Yeah. Also to like with playing Maryland and the not being able to stop that like short short to mid pass is that this is clearly a talent issue at this point. I don't even like as much as I want to blame Scotty, and I I man I want to blame him. I think Michigan State has to go to the go to the transfer portal. We're already getting, we're supposedly getting great recruits in. We gotta the the core that's in there now, I love them to death. They're Spartans just like I'm a Spartan, but your talent level to play Big Ten ball is just not there.
0: Yeah, no, I'm with you. Um, let's talk about another game on the three the three thirty slot has just got some very good games. I mean, you got Oklahoma State Baylor, but the big CBS game Alabama Arkansas. the line is seventeen and a half, which is large here over under sixty and a half. I am staying away from this game from a betting perspective because mm-hmm. I do not see value at where the spread is at right now, but do you believe Arkansas has enough to stay in this game with Alabama
1: out uh- absolutely i do this is this i think and i'm gonna say this and I'm, it's gonna come back and bite me i think this game is gonna be a lot close i think this is gonna be similar to the texas
0: game i like your optimism i'm struggling to find <laughs> that optimism um because the circumstances are a little different compared to last year i like J.J. Jefferson. I think he mm-hmm. the ability for him to create an extra man advantage in the box with his ability to run the ball and be physical as well as his ability to throw the ball is, is a great advantage here for Arkansas. My biggest problem is I don't know. Last year they had Burks at wide receiver who had a True. monster game in this game. And I just don't know if they have the surrounding pieces around him to be able to expose and win the one-on-one matchups against alabama's defense yeah. but with that being said you could flip that side of the ball and i think texas was a little bit more equipped in the secondary to deal with alabama's wide receivers because they could one-on-one them we have True. talked about how alabama i do not have them as the second best team in this country right now i have them as third in the country and it's a lot to do with the fact that this wide receiver room is suspect. I I don't know if you could tell me there's one guy here that's stepped up to this point. They struggle to get separation. They struggle when you have good talent on the outside that can man them up. Bryce Young is an absolute monster. So if you allow them to if you play kind of sit back defense the bend don't break zone, he will pick you apart. All day. All all day. But if you can manufacture some pressure and man up these wide receivers, we've shown they are they are lacking this year. And that is a real Weak spot. Now the season is long, and they can get a lot better. We know Alabama teams can, but at this point in the season, that is a concern. I just don't know if Arkansas has the pieces. I hope. I hope they do. I hope they they go more year out. I am just nervous. It's why I'm staying off this because I just I don't have a read spread wise. I'm just nervous that Arkansas maybe doesn't have the pieces this year to put up True. a fight fully from a team effort. But this is a this is a hard nosed football team, and they play hard. Yeah. It's at home. It's gonna be a fun game to watch. I am giving them an advantage for being
1: at home. Um, And this is by no means, again, don't take what I say as any sort of sports expert. But this is in no means saying that Arkansas will win. I don't think that there is a a reality in which Arkansas wins this game. I don't think Arkansas has won this game in like a a decade or so. So I don't think that's going to change on Saturday. I think my biggest concern for the Razorbacks here is that they allow way too many passing yards. And if the game gets here's what I'm predicting that this game will stay close until Bryce Young has to win it and then Alabama will pull away immensely.
0: Yeah. I, I think that's a, a fair argument here. Um Now, to kind of wrap it up, one of the later games, the later slate is not great. Clemson, North Carolina, line set at 6.5, over-under is 43.5. This over-under has been bouncing around a little bit that we have been seeing this number move. A lot of this is dependent on
1: weather. North Carolina State.
0: North Carolina State, yes, I apologize. Yes. The weather from the hurricane could definitely impact this game. Right now, in the evening, it doesn't look to be as bad during the day if this was a 3 o'clock or noon kickoff. They'd be getting a lot of rain and some pretty heavy winds. Right now it does look like it'll be a little bit maybe spotty. So this is a game that I am waiting to bet on the total. I'm feeling a potential over here. But the line's at six and a half. This game presents some interesting dynamics. Mostly because I don't know how conservative the coaches will be here. Davo has been a lot yeah. more conservative um, than I th- than I anticipated this season. I think part of that is not trusting DJ. I think the, Wa- the Wake Forest game went a long way to trusting DJ because he handled that moment very well I thought he made some really great plays at times when they needed him to step up and make a play I am concerned about NC State's conservatism here because they are a run-heavy team when they have a world-class quarterback um, in Leary down there and they kind of got to let him let loose in this because while Clemson's going to get some guys back in their secondary we saw last week that secondary is suspect and if you can if you can take advantage of that, that means Clemson can't do what they do best, which is really just get after the quarterback and play free. If they have to drop guys back into coverage like Wake Forest made them do, then you can open the run. So I I do wonder about strategy here. I think the total is a little light, but this is a very interesting matchup.
1: Yeah, um, this is a chance for both these teams to take control of their division, to take control, even though they're a conference probably, right? Um, if they knock their opponent out, I think NC State has more at stake here than Clemson does. I think Clemson still has brand um awareness and therefore a loss to NC State would be a quote unquote good loss, right? Something that yeah,
0: and an improving too. They've been yeah, they're a good
1: football team there. Where if NC State loses here it could be easy for, like, the media and casual fans to write them off, right? With that said, I am going to piggyback off of what you said. NC State defense is stout. And can Clemson's QB overcome their their corners? Not even their, their – yeah, their DBs and corners. I don't – can their wide receivers get enough separation to so that they can score? I don't really know. I think Clemson is getting a lot for being at home. I think if this game was played on a neutral site, um, I I don't know. I I don't know if I would take NC State, but I would be more apt to be like uh, maybe maybe it's a, a field goal game for Clemson instead of a, a, a seven, you know, a touchdown favorite. Um, this is another game too where. Um, you're going to see. We talked about this last year. We're going to see the the who breaks first, right? Is it NC State's stellar defense, or is it Clemson's win at any cost offense when Dabo takes the reins off of his quarterback, right?
0: Yeah, it. it and that's it's. I hope these coaches come out of the shell a little bit here. I think North Carolina State's going to have to. I think you have to put the ball in your elite quarterback's hands and let him go out there and try to take advantage of a Clemson secondary that is down this year. And, yes, they're getting three guys back that they didn't have last week, which will certainly help them improve defensively. But this is still a down year in that secondary. That defense is still trying to figure out – concepts out and they're trying to get their communication and chemistry down, you can't sure. just run straight at this wall. Because like we sure. saw with the Wake Forest game, what allowed to open up that run game was the fact that Clemson did have to commit more guys to the pass attack. And if your idea is we're just going to run against this defensive line and linebacker court, it's just it's not going to work. So I hope NC State has the smarts to be a little bit more aggressive here in Dabo will, which will then force Dabo to be a little bit more aggressive here. And then I think this over could get absolutely pounded. Um sure. But that is weather permitting. And we'll kind of see, I want to, I want to wait till tomorrow to kind of get a feel for a better picture of what the weather's going to be. But right now I am liking this over. Cause I do think it's a little light.
1: Yeah. Also NC state, what were y'all doing last week playing Connecticut? No team should be playing <laughs> Connecticut.
0: No team. I feel so bad for <laughs> Connecticut at this point. Oh God. They're just down so bad. Um, anything else catching your eye? Anything else you want to throw out there, uh, before we wrap this up?
1: No, I mean, BYU, Utah State is on right now, which BYU should blow them out. One would Um, hope. Yeah. Yeah. One would hope, but we'll, we'll see what happens. Um, no, no, no. There's plenty of good games to watch. Hopefully it's not as bad as last weekend. I'm hoping that these games are very entertaining. I guess we didn't talk about Oregon and Stanford. I will say for that game. Anything can happen. Yep. So if you're looking at that game, you might want to stay away from it because whatever you think is going to happen, that's not what's going to.
0: Yeah, that (laughs) that's a tough one. Late game. I mean, Bo Nix is at home. He does perform better at home. We know that. Um, but yeah, that that's going to be an interesting one. We're going to find out a lot about Oregon once again. There. Um, a fun one Friday night. Washington UCLA. I think is one to keep an eye on. I liked. I don't like the number right now. Um. It's at two and a half. It, it creates a conundrum. Um, Washington does struggle with mobile quarterbacks. We saw mm-hmm. Peyton Thorne when he started to use his legs to extend plays. That's when they were really able to get after the Washington defense. We've seen Absolutely. that from time to time. UCLA comes in with a very good mobile quarterback. We'll see if they can kind of chip away. But Washington's another team that's playing really good football compared to expectations right now. I guess what shouldn't be the most surprising thing Um but they are they're playing good football and Penix Jr. I has, think has been brought back to yeah. life.
1: Penix Jr. is playing very well. I think everyone knows though. I think like we all know that they're gonna hit a wall. We just don't know where that wall is. And we don't know how late in the season the wall is going to be.
0: Yeah. I mean but, the board their head coach though is very I mean, he's won everywhere he's gone. The teams have massively yeah. improved under his guidance and leadership. Um so I that's what I mean by it's not Super surprising that they've been better. They're definitely better than I thought they were going to be. But once again, that defense is susceptible to a, a mobile, mobile quarterback, correct. and this could present yeah. a very fun, interesting challenge on on Friday night. So that's a game to tune into. I don't have a, a side on that. I don't like the two and a half number right now. I'm not betting it. But it, it that that could be a fun game. Um, I like Michigan. Take I, UCLA. I, there we go. I don't hate it. I, I'm just I'm staying away from it. Um, <laughs> on my card this week, I do have Michigan. Ten and a half. I am laying it there. Um, I've got the under in Navy Air Force, 37 and a half. I'm staying away from my BC team. They are just absolutely murdering me left and right this season. I
1: So I did not mention it. I, I flipped to the Boston. I was like, you know what? I'm just going to let Nate have it. I
0: Absolute disaster.
1: I, yeah. You need to just, I don't know what it is with Boston College, but I want you to just let it go.
0: That, that's okay. fair I, I, i'm yeah. glad to keep i'm done that offense yeah, just, is putrid it is absolutely just, terrible i've given up on that team 100 also you
1: can't keep keep doing this to yourself no. virginia tech boston college like oh, you can't keep doing you this need to go back to my your roots and
0: start taking syracuse in key spots like i've done through previous years um i i do i don't have a number just yet here this texas and mississippi state game is going to be very uh, interesting this is the one time where i think Texas A&M's Stone Age offense could really have some fun because this Mississippi State similar to Old Miss they play a 3-2-6 defense and so they they are a they are a pass design defense they can get bullied in the trenches and Texas A&M's run game could have some fun but I don't have a pick right in that game I do like LSU against Auburn eight and a half is the line they are on my card I've also got Troy plus four and a half on my card um and we're probably going to play the over in North Carolina state at 43 and a half, but we'll see. We're holding on for that. Going to be a little closer. So you want to make sure you're following trophy kids pod on Instagram and Twitter to get the full card. But that's what I've got right now for bets. Yeah. And you're talking about a team. We, We talked about sneaky teams.
1: You can't, we can't, not mention the Jayhawks and the oh, man. Football they, that they their playing.
0: The fact that they're not ranked is a crime against humanity. If that team was in the SEC, they'd be in a top 10 right now. Their record is well-deserving and the, their resume is well-deserving of a spot in the top 25. I think they're a top 15 team right now. That is ridiculous that they are not ranked right now.
1: Yeah, and that, that game... That was a great, great game. game. Like we didn't electric. talk about it, but man, it was electric. Yeah, I I enjoyed. And I like watching football games like that, especially cuz like of course I love watching Duke and Kansas during footballs. I mean, basketball season, but to watch a great game during football season, how rare is that? It
0: was awesome. That was a great game. That was an electric game. Kansas is a lot of fun to watch. I'm not betting them in this spot though against Iowa no. State, but no. that's going to be a, that's going to be fun <laughs> to see if they can take the next step. And beat Ohio State, if, or Iowa State, not Ohio State. If they beat Iowa, I State, Iowa State, they better damn well be ranked in the top 20. I don't even want to see 25. They need to be inside the top 20 for
1: sure. Yeah, that, that Kansas versus Iowa State game, is is ISU by three? No, that is not a game. Yeah, I, I don't envy either of those teams being in that game.
0: No, not at all.
1: No. <laughs> all right, any
0: other thoughts before we wrap this up?
1: No, no. Of course, I mean... I guess we, if you're if you're a glutton for punishment, you can watch that Texas versus West Virginia game.
0: No, nah, I'm good. I'm gonna pass. Yeah, I'm well, good. I think it I'm. On, a, I'll probably have it on the laptop. Maybe, maybe we'll see. Mm, we'll see. I,
1: that is a game cast game for me for sure.
0: <laughs> Fair <laughs> enough. All righty, that'll do it for us here. And as always, peace, peace.